Welcome to the Derbs Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk about a little bit about the uh, latest World of Warcraft patch. Before we do that, I want you to focus on what it is we do on this podcast. On this podcast, we like to talk about games, okay? Which are not Marvel movies. That yeah, we which are not the Marvels. About. Yeah, I, funnily, like, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of... There's a, it's weird for us... To put a game episode above a movie episode, I feel like normally we're making I'm making apologies that we're like talking about movies all the time yeah. on this podcast, and then you know coming back and doing a game episode like once a month, and now we're you know actually covering games like we're supposed to. Um, I mean, just to be clear, this is because both of us ran out of time to I mean to to see the Marvels. Like maybe you could have seen it yesterday, but I couldn't. Because um, mm. uh, otherwise, it, it is a little suspicious that we are watching the marvels is like our first like big skip right like uh you know uh yeah listen i will have deeply you know deeply held opinions about the marvels it's precipitous drop everyone's talking about how this thing is like fallen like a rock it made a you know a normal amount of money in its first week but not great and then it sort of i think it had an 87 percent decline in its second week which is just like woof um so you know yeah we'll yeah, see I've, I've heard it's not great but uh you know that has never stopped us before uh with any of these movies yeah um, jesus christ uh but yeah um but there's a new wow patch and uh that's the thing that both of us actually played quite a bit of so uh new patch new zone new raid uh new systems i guess new loot new eye levels as per usual, this is also the first patch after kind of like this big announcement at BlizzCon where mm. like, you know, everything forever is going to be great because Chris Metzen farts rainbows and rides <laughs> unicorns. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, and I, I have to imagine some of that has influenced some of this, but uh, what is your what is your take on, on the current state of, uh, of World of Warcraft, buddy? Uh, I have complicated thoughts. I have complicated thoughts about the current state of World of Warcraft. Uh, the 10.2 patch has reinvigorated my interest in the game in a way that it's interesting. Um, I, I, I have no idea how to chart when I'm interested in WoW and when I'm off WoW. Like, I would consider 10.1 to be a patch that was mostly kind of off of the game, right? Um, we raided. I got ahead of the curve. Uh, I got Keystone Master. I got a couple of the Mythic Plus portals, but, like, nothing super insane. But for the most of, you know, most of the last six months, um, I just sort of haven't been touching the game, and that's fine. Um, and... Uh, and if you had talked to me at the at the end of 10.0, I would have said, oh, I'm actually in a great spot. I love, I'm really into WoW right now, right? Um, but 10.2 has got me to kind of come back and just sort of like pick up on some of these old habits, right? Um, like doing these weekly quests, you know, that pop up that give you stuff. Uh, I, you know, I've been pumping my professions a little bit, um, which is just sort of this ongoing, you know, procedure that constantly requires time and attention to like, farm up the the knowledge points and all that other sort of stuff um all of which i think is pretty good signs in terms of like my interest in the game um but at the same time i also do sort of have like weird issues with kind of the the what you know what the emerald dream has sort of ended up being um and 
the state of kind of like wow as of the patch obviously we're not going to talk too much about the raid you know we haven't seen all of the raid the the raid is something we plan to talk about after we get ahead of the curve um but yeah yeah however long that takes um but you know maybe not that long this time uh normal's yeah. been going pretty well but um but yeah from my perspective I, i'm in a similar place I feel, I, my my understanding is a lot of our guildmates too have been kind of like you know do wow some wow stuff each week mostly doing raid stuff um not paying a lot of attention to zero like cavern and not and not out of any sense that zero like cavern was bad just that like you know eh um and uh i yeah i didn't even do the story questing in zero like cavern until you know 10.2 and then i went and i caught up on a bunch of other stuff too right um there's no way you've done any like the heritage armor quests right no uh, okay yeah because i went and i did for, those is there one for dark spear trolls nope there then is uh human yeah, there's human orc, uh, human orc, forsaken, and night elf all have heritage armor quests, um, and uh, and then there's some other there's some extra stuff too that's in there. Uh, Drain I are getting a, have a quest. Um, Torin have a have a quest. I haven't done those ones yet, but I'm just like going through and catching up on all of this stuff to get kind of up to date, I guess, on all of the sort of like story stuff that has come out over the course of Dragonflight. It's funny because Dragonflight is currently getting a lot of sort of story flack, and I would just sort of say it's the same sort of people. I almost want to say it's the same sort of people who give story flack for um. Like Shadowlands. Shadowlands, yeah. Um, but it's just like, it is It is truly a manifestation of like a petulant child's desires, it seems like, right? Um, for the people, it, you know, during Shadowlands, everyone was saying, ah, this is too high concept, you know, it's too epic, whatever happened to like simple whatevers, um, uh, the, you know... Like, like we want to, we want to go back to basics. We just want to be an explorer again. I just want to be an adventurer again. Dragonflight, generally speaking, again, delivers on that promise. And now everyone's going, well, what happened? Why Warcraft just became all hugs and rainbows, and there's there's no there's no edge to it. There's no anything. It's just like it's too chill put the war back in warcraft and it's just like okay well we're just clearly oscillating between you know sort of in moments of intensity and moments of sort of uh or high maybe moments of high energy and moments of low energy and just complaining when it's one or the other uh <laughs> yeah i i wonder sometimes like we've talked about this before how much of it is like you know there's some people that enjoy one set of things and one set of people that enjoy the other and when the opposite faction is active the that, you know, it's it's which is like the the bad people is complaining. Some of it is just kind of like you know, uh, remember when you, you know the last expansion was the expansion that was two expansions ago, regardless, right? Like um, that kind. Yeah, of stuff. it's funny because I, a lot of these are the same complaints from the same people, right? Like I'm looking at the same people I saw criticizing Shadowlands story currently criticizing Dragonflight story. Uh, but part of that is I'm essentially looking at influencers, even in, even in kind of a minor way. Um, and something that I've been thinking about is audience capture, right? The idea um, the idea of audience capture for um, any, any person who's an influencer and who, you know, invests time and energy into uh, that as a profession or a hobby, let's say. Um, what happens is, you form a symbiotic relationship with your audience where you mold your opinions to conform to what they expect of you, right? Um, and there's a part of me that thinks the same people who are criticizing WoW during Shadowlands, right? 
um, are just sort of reflecting kind of the cultural consciousness in you know the, the the consensus of these sort of of this sort of community back at the creators um uh and maybe the creators are just sort of reflecting that opinion my that's that's sort of maybe the steel man version like that's the best way that's the best good faith argument i could give my current opinion though is that most of these are derivative opinions of blizzard bad wow bad Right. You know, people have gotten into a a vein where criticizing the game is their sort of, um, you know, their their bread and butter. That's the it is the thing that they orient around and they are essentially just sort of finding reasons why they want to criticize World of Warcraft at this point. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, I believe there's like an audience capture version of that, too, which is like always always be shitting on Blizzard. Right. Like, you know. Um, and that's what they want to hear, regardless of of, of anything else. It's funny because I feel like that's leaked out into like the wider world too. I uh, uh, I met over the weekend a a gamer who, who he's like, oh, I play old school RuneScape, but all like the sites I read are like, wow, it's bad and has been bad. And I'm like, eh, not so much, right? Like, but like that's kind of like what's seeped out into the uh, the cultural consciousness. Maybe is, is the best way to yeah. It. Oh yeah, no, that's absolutely absolutely true. It's funny because I think. Um, I think WoW has sort of delivered on its promise, right? You know, a couple of years ago, um, 9.1.5, they released this statement, right? And the statement basically said, hey, you guys are real mad at us right now. We take this seriously, you know, and we're committed to making to making changes to this regard. I feel like we've, we're two years out from that statement sort of at this point. But I feel like, generally speaking, that promise has been kept, right? Yeah. Um, I don't see a lot of stubbornness in, like, the WoW developers to, you know, fight back against the community to try and do things. Frankly, there are a lot of changes that have been made over the past couple of uh, patches that I would dis- I personally disagree with, right? One of them, for instance, is that the catalyst is unlocked on week one. I've argued against that on this podcast. I think that's bad, right? Um, I think that, uh, you know, bad luck protect like the catalyst serves as bad luck protection, right? Um, and essentially players then got jealous of people who got tier really quickly because of luck, because of RNG. Um, and that jealousy fueled them to rail against this system, this this bad luck protection, and basically go, why is this open six weeks after the raid's launch? It should be open on week one. And now it is open on week one. And I kind of I kind of hate that, right? <laughs> like it sort of devalues the feeling of getting tier early in the early in the set, or I'm sorry, early in the early in the raid. It gets rid of the Christmas tree sort of um, uh, feeling towards getting loot when it's like, oh well, I'll just zap that, turn it into tier, you know, like this kind of thing. It's just like, I come on, um, but you know, it's you, I look, I'm willing to be outvoted on stuff like this, and I guess I have been, um, and I think that there are a lot of other changes that are kind of along those sorts of lines. Yeah, no, I, I feel some of that. I don't think, or, I think I care less like about like I, I just, I don't think I have a strong opinion about when the catalyst should be unlocked, right? Like, sure. Um, I can, I can, I can understand the argument. Maybe like true ambivalence is the better way to put it. Like, let's like catalyst specifically, right? Like, um, I can see why people are, um, like. Uh, why people feel like it's kind of arbitrary. It's like if you get lucky and you get pieces of tier and like all of a sudden you're not doing as well in the DPS charts and that's just because like, you know, RNG bad, right? Like, um, on the other hand, I don't think it's too bad to wait for a while. I also think like maybe one of the positive effects is it encourages people to keep like, like, you know that like you can get to a certain level 
each week without having to um, without having to totally rely on RNG, right? Like you know, like I did um, our like we did we did raid and I did raid finder. And I got stuff on the first day of raid, but I didn't get anything on either my raid finders or my second day of raid. And you know, at least you know when the when the rollover happens tomorrow, I will have two piece uh, for the new tier set, and that's at least something, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, versus like you know, it's like, well, I got non tier piece sets, and I can't actually use one of them right yet because it's it'll like break the tier set from last tier set, right? Um, but now that it will enable me to get tiers like I, I like basically this is what's gonna happen tomorrow right like I, I want a chest on tuesday i didn't put it on yet because it's uh eye level or it's it's uh it'd break my previous patch tier set but tomorrow i'll be able to two-piece the new tier set and that's better for me um and i can afford to break the last tier set right and that feels better to me personally than having to just kind of like hold on to this chest tier set until i'm forced to i guess break the tier set otherwise um so i think kind of smooths out smooths out that curve but i see your point um did any of that make sense at all? You're, you're looking kind of uh, like shifty side to side. Um, uh, I think I understand. I guess I understand. I, I honestly was doing the own calculation in my head. I was like, is it correct to hold on to the catalyst charges until I get better gear? Like, does it make sense for me to zap a piece now in order to get two piece? And, or or to hold a charge until I get a good piece of gear so that I am zapping the best quality gear that will last me sort of the longest. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of where my I was just, I was just thinking about the, that. So um, that's interesting. I've decided to zap pieces more interesting because both patches I have left the expansion with like pat, like charges on hold, um, and part of that's just like me forgetting to like change gear for cosmetic reasons. But mm -hmm. like, um, like it's like well. I'll either gain a charge or I'll like get a drop, a, a, you know, a, a gear drop that I'll replace it. Yeah, uh, my my default in most of these scenarios is bird in the hand. This is my this is my philosophy, yeah. right? I think that um, which is to be quite honest, very different from my philosophy in other sort of like games or playsets. I'm always playing towards the long game in almost every other game I can. I can think of right, like in Estrella, for instance. We do. Do we have a conversation about this in Estrella? I one of my things is the most difficult stage is actually stage two because typically I am just taking really, really hard fights constantly so that I can get as much power as possible. And then when I get to the end of the game, I'm actually just so powerful that it doesn't matter. That, that right. at that point, I'm kind of just cruising, right? Uh, but it's in that it's in that second stage where I haven't quite put my build together, where I, and I'm opting into every hard fight that I possibly can because I want as much total power as I possibly can for, right. you know, like the late stages of the game. Um, uh, for, uh, for WoW, I, I have sort of an opposite opinion, which is that the material gains that I use now benefit me more than the theoretical waiting for those things later, right? If I have, if I have two piece now, I should take it because the extra DPS is going to matter, right? It's going to help me push better keys. It's going to help me down bosses quicker, right? All of that stuff. Um, and so even if I end up getting a piece of gear that I would have rather zapped, you know, let's say like next week or a week later, right? Oh, I have, I have good legs. I zap them, then I get great legs. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? I'll just sit on the great legs for a couple more weeks, right? Because the material gains I'm getting now matter matter sort of more. It's kind of like the opposite of opportunity cost in a way. Um, I mean, that's, or I guess that's it's exactly o opportunity cost. Yeah, I, that's true. I guess it's exactly opportunity. It is, it is uh, 
I, I think of it as embracing opportunity cost, I guess. Right. Um, yes. Yes. You, you, you are weighing the opportunity cost is greater than the. Yeah. It's typically yeah. opportunity cost denotes a vacuum. Right. right. Whereas this way I'm trying to realize the power of the opportunity. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, and so that's that's like my current sort of like thinking, but I don't know. I haven't gotten a piece of tier yet. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, n neither have I. And I've got one charge from this week, and I'll have two charges tomorrow, I guess. And so I will have two piece tomorrow. Um, I was holding out on the hope that like you know I would get a tier piece drop, and I would just have to zap one, and then maybe be like three pieces to the win, you know, three pieces into the tier. But you know, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So other than catalyst charges what do you think of like what do you think about like say like the other stuff uh in, the like, zone you know, yeah like, let's let's just talk about the zone the emerald dream we're we're here this one we've been talking about this one for forever yeah or in like the lore of the game i guess um the is zone is really okay the is this really the first time we've been to the emerald dream Technically speaking, we've been to the Emerald Dream in a couple of other instances. Um, for instance, there's the Emerald Nightmare Raid, right. where the Emerald Nightmare is the void corrupted version of the Emerald Dream. Um, uh, it is the Emerald Dream. It is just corrupted by by evil bad magic, basically. Um, uh, that was a raid. Uh, we've touched it in a couple of other pieces. There's you know some stuff in the Druid uh, class. Uh, oh my god, man, Lou, you better get out of this podcast. I'm about to be real... <laughs> I'm about to be real mean. Um, anyway, um, the uh, uh, the Emerald Dream is a place we've gone in a, in like little pockets before in a number of different spots. Uh, but this is the first time that we are well and truly sort of like there doing, uh, you know, doing stuff, doing doing things. Obviously, it's dominated by Amirdrasil, the new world tree um, that is you know that is being born out of the seed that was gifted to Tyrande by the Winter Queen in Shadowlands. Um, this is the you know sort of the centerpiece of the of the story and Farak and all this other sort of stuff. Uh, so so yeah. yeah, a couple a couple of kind of like um, setting questions. How long is it supposed to have been since the Amirdrasil was planted? I don't know. Inside of a year. We saw Amir Drusil get planted during the Dragonflight campaign questing, right? Uh, I thought it was during the end of Shadowlands. But, like, I, I in terms of, like, in-game, like, you know, in Okay, time. so if it's the end of Shadowlands, it has been four years. Uh, okay. So there was a three-year time skip between Shadowlands and Dragonflight. Okay. Um, Question: How am I as a player supposed to know that? Is it like read the books? Honestly, it's not even really in the books, to be honest. Uh, it is mostly in background details that was later confirmed because people were asking about it on the forums. Okay, um, is the is the real way to so, put so it. it's read there the blue are, posts. To, yeah, so, well, to be clear, the 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 actual time skip itself is referenced in the sense of people talk about it but the the time frame of years was clarified in a blue post essentially where okay. um there's a bunch of quests where people go it's been years it's been long since shadowlands you know we haven't seen anduin in you know however you know like a long time all of this other sort of stuff all of that is referenced in a number of different places right um but the actual time frame basically people on the forums were like hey what the fuck you guys keep talking about how long it's been. Does this mean a time skip has taken place? And Steve Denuser got in the forums and said, yes, it's been three years. 
Right, and that's the, the actual for real canon number. Okay, yeah. Uh, Lou in the chat says that the seed, I, I think this is in reference to the seed planting is post-Shadowlands content, which makes sense. Um, like okay, it, it's like it, yeah, it, it, if, it is, uh, if it is in post-Shadowlands and it's been four years, which would actually make sense. Teldrassil was grown in four years. Um, oh, Teldrassil, okay. the previous world tree uh, that was <laughs> famously burned to the ground. You know, uh, just as kind of a note, I think it'd be great if, like, you know, when you started the quest... The person could have been like, can you believe it's been three years since the Shadowlands, <laughs> right? Or certain, like, it can be stupid and cheesy, right? Like, I, I would appreciate that. Um, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so, uh, ju- and the other the other setting question I had, is this supposed to be the entirety of the Emerald Dream? Like, this no. area that we're, okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, the complicated thing is the Emerald Dream is a pocket dimension. Azeroth has a number of these. Uh, the, there are these pocket dimensions that are connected to... Um, uh, the Azeroth itself. So the Firelands is a good example of this. It's another pocket dimension. It's an important, <laughs> which is the the realm where all of the fire elementals got banished to when they were rampaging, you know, too much on Azeroth. Um, they and Ragnaros, the Fire Lord, got banished off to the Firelands. Um, and uh, and the Emerald Dream is the same sort of thing, right? It's this sort of pocket dimension that exists and is is connected to Azeroth. It's not like the Shadowlands is not connected to Azeroth. It is its own place, right? The Shadowlands is, let's say, oh man, I'm trying, I want to make a, a you would know the like, this Bible stuff better. Than, I wanted to say the Shadowlands is like heaven or hell, right? right? They are different sort of zones, right? Whereas maybe I'm wrong about this. Purgatory is. Uh, uh, so, am so- I right about this? Uh, one, I think you are wrong, but I am not as well steeped in, in Catholic theology. Purgatory is a very Catholic thing. Um, yeah, no, yeah, okay. So here's what I think. Here's what my my understanding of purgatory, which is that it is you you remain on the mortal plane as a spirit in purgatory until enough time has passed that you can then go to heaven as you know whatever, right? And th- this is sort of what this is sort of what I'm trying to. This is a really bad analogy at this point, but whatever. Yeah. I, I'm sticking to it, right? Um, it's like a demi plane versus, yes, a, versus yeah. a full plane. Yeah, for in D&D yeah. terms. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, actually, that's actually probably the better way to do it. Definitely. A demi plane is sort of a real plane. And so the Emerald Dream. Um, uh, the Emerald Dream is actually about, uh, literally the size of Azeroth, but it is an uncorrupted version of Azeroth, which is to say that it is entirely bound by nature and nature spirits. There is no sort of like in- industry or any of these kinds of things. There are no mortal races running around, um, you know, like building huge cities, right? Um, so, for instance, if we were to go to in the Emerald Dream where Orgrimmar is, we would see the canyons, but we wouldn't see... The, okay. the the walls right that that kind of stuff oh does it does it map one to one well yeah yes i mean i don't know it's actually complicated that this emerald dream doesn't map one to one but previous versions of the emerald dream that we do know have mapped one to one so for instance in the emerald nightmare those the emerald nightmare maps one to one Right when when we went to the Emerald Nightmare raid, we were going to spots in the Emerald Dream that were one to one mapped to. I think it was Thunderbluff, Ungoro Crater. Um, I don't know. There's some other spots, right? Like that are just like spots around the 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 planet of Azeroth um, that are, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Important. Ar- Arahe yeah. says no. It's weird and complicated. Luz says yes and no. It sounds it sounds like it's it's not simple. Because like my my next question would have been like, well, the cataclysms caused by. 
um, by I'm gonna call him Darkwing. It's not his name. Um, Deathwing. Yeah, Darkwing <laughs> Duck, baby. Yeah. Darkwing um, Duck causes the cataclysm. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but but like you know, would that be like the? It's just, yeah. Um, but you know, we don't have to go into the theology. We can get back to the, the World of Warcraft theology. We can go back to uh, 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 what's it called? We can get back to the actual content. So you had thoughts about the Emerald Dream Zone. Um, that is contained entirely off the coast of the Onaran Plains, right? Like, making a steam tam. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That this is uh, off the west, right? Because that's what it's mapped off of. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, oh, my thoughts on the Emerald Dream. I guess I, you know, here's here's I I, I want to be I want to be diplomatic. I don't want to piss off one of our. <laughs> most loyal <laughs> loyal fans okay <laughs> druids are the class i've played the least that's an actually not true maybe second least right i like warriors i like shaman and warlocks right the, you know in terms of like classes or whatever um you know like those are my the, my big three classes my favorite classes of of all of world of warcraft have been you know number one a plus is warrior and then i like and then i quite like um warlocks and um i quite like warlocks and shaman right these are my these are my favorite classes in wow then i kind of have this like middle zone of like classes that are fine and i've played a lot of but i don't like really care too much about or for right you know priest mage rogue it's like i have a bunch of these i've leveled a million of these you know like i've leveled a million mages um uh, I have leveled uh, a million rogues. I think I have three rogues who have all hit max level um, in a, like a bunch of different things. I had two rogues in that were max level in Shadowlands. Um, so I very clearly I, I like rogues. Rogues have always been you know a, a class that I that I that I care about. Um, the classes I care the least about have traditionally been druid, paladin, and monk. Um, which is less like, you know, I, I don't think there is such thing as a bad class in, in WoW. It's just like, these are, the, there are some classes I connect to, some classes I don't. In the same way that I really connect to like Torin or dwarves or humans, right? Like these are my favorite races in WoW, um, or Forsaken. Um, and my least favorite races are like goblins and gnomes. Like I, I, I do, I dislike gnomes quite a lot. Um, so anyway, is this because centering a short? Yeah, maybe, um, <laughs> Anyway, go on. Centering a whole patch around the Emerald Dream and around Druid stuff is like sort of missing me in a in a lot of in a lot of ways, I guess. Um, partially because we've I don't know we've just had a lot of these recently. Can I like can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? We've had a lot of these recently. We had Valsharan Legion. We had. Uh, Ardenweald in Shadowlands, and now we have the Emerald Dream, and it's just like, bam, you know, three out of the four last expansions have huge, huge swaths chunked out of them that are really dedicated to kind of like this one sort of this one sort of concept. Um, and maybe I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a little over it. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's sort of that's sort of how uh, I guess that's sort of how I um, how I feel. Uh, so that's, I'm just sort of not vibing with, with the aesthetics, which is funny because I would have said that Zero Lake Cavern, I really vibe with those aesthetics. I love the idea. Yeah. Like big underground zone. I haven't done one of these in a while. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested. Um, but, uh, 
I don't know. I, di- I didn't connect to to Zero Light Caverns in the same way that I am on a gameplay level connecting to the Emerald Dream. So it's where it is. Uh, buddy likes sad and dark. Yes, that, 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 <laughs> that trees are bad. bad. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's funny because, um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I would. It's and part of it maybe is also just like the 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 climate. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like. I've been poisoned. The well has been poisoned for me because this is very, this is like just talking about a lot of stuff that I, uh, in, in the story that I have just like fought a ton about with other people in like the wow community. Um, and so like, you know, if you were to ask me what my priors are when it comes to like night elves, they're pretty bad just because night elf players on like Twitter and Reddit are the most insufferable people. And that just kind of like, you know, like the, you know, like that, that is probably influencing my bias, you know? And, and to be fair, I, this is wrong. I, I, I'm, I am describing a thought process that is wrong and bad, but I just want to be clear about sort of where, where, you know, my animosity is coming from. Um, so, yeah. yeah that, that, that's interesting. Cause like, I think actually one of the big misses uh, of the zone is that like, it does. It's. It seems a little too emerald and not enough dream. If that makes sense, right? Like, like Ardenweald felt more magical to me. Emerald Dream just kind of feels like it reminds me a lot of, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Teldrassil, <laughs> right? In the chat. I'm glad Reddit and Twitter outwear twelve years of friendship. Listen, there's a lot of them, and there's only one of you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Araya in the chest says, I mean, I've said this before, but I kind of hate that Emerald Dream only ever shows nature's, like, temperate, slightly tropical woodland. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, uh, yeah, you don't even get, like, jungle, right? Like, you don't get jungle, you don't get, like, uh, like, you know, like, uh, what would, like, High Mountain would be fun to do, see yeah. something like, um, something like No More Alpine. Um, or even just, like, something like, you know, like the, like the, uh, Ardenweald even kind of has that problem, too. Like, uh, I, I'm agree I'm going to agree with Arahe here, is that, like, there's, like, tropical woodland and, like, a diseased, bug-infested area, um, that is kind of, like, maybe fall-themed. Um. Yeah. Plus, there's, like, a lot of lore. I mean, part of it is, I think, I think part of it is, is Ardenweald. Ardenweald poses a problem for the Emerald Dream, because they just use a lot of, sort of, these good ideas I think in Ardenweald, and I did connect to that stuff, which is you know I don't know a thing. Yeah, no, I, I think mean, that's a result of where the portals into the dream have been. There's certainly more to the dream. That's also very true. It's also funny because we're also seeing. Uh, have you done? You haven't done any Mythic Plus, I'm sure, right? No. Okay, so one of the Mythic Plus dungeons this season is the Everbloom, right? Which is also nature, but like the Everbloom is like ravenous nature, right? It is it is the like you know parasitic vines that are growing into people, and you have like all of the you know like the, like the dark sort of voracious sort of side of nature, which I think is. Uh, which I think is kind of like neat and interesting. And I'm sure there are probably parts of the dream that are along those sorts of lines, but this kind of isn't along that sort of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm complaining about all this stuff, and yet I've been playing a lot of WoW. Yeah, no, I, so Lou in the chat that. says, that doesn't mean that's all the dream is. And I think I think that's fair, but in terms of like criticism of this specific zone, I think I think it's a fair criticism to, to, to lob at it, right? Like this, this yeah. zone is more of the same. It's in the 
what I think is probably the most boring zone in Dragonflight, which is the Onaran Plains. Like, I don't, I don't. Oh, hate, oh, I, I was about to say. <laughs> the, the, like, like, and I, like, I think the culture in the Onaran Plains is interesting, but I think like as mm. like a geographical entity, the Onaran Plains, it's literally plains, right? Like, you know, that's not not super interesting to me. Yeah, um, I think that was also true. You know, they've, they've, they don't have a great track record, I guess, with this sort of thing, because I also think that's true for the Kyrian in, um, in Bastion. I think Bastion is probably my least favorite of the four. I mean, we could even go to the six zones, right? Zareth Mortis and Corthia included, right? Um, I'm seven, seven zones in total, right? Yeah, because the Maw is also a zone. So it's like, it's like, yeah, Bash is probably my least favorite of those. I like Ardenweald better. I mean, obviously, like, I love Revendreth. Revendreth is probably my favorite of all the Shadowlands zones. Maybe oh, I like yeah. Maldraxxus more. I don't know. I also really like Maldraxxus. Um, well, I think Maldraxxus but, um, might be my least favorite, though. Really? Yeah. I, I, okay. I just feel kind of like a generic, like, like in the same way that you get tired of, like, generic nature stuff, I get kind of, like, tired of the generic undead stuff. And, and Okay, stuff. sure. Part of this is maybe that I've spent a lot of time doing, like, outworld content in, in these sorts of zones or whatever. And one of the things that really stuck out to me about Maldraxxus and Revendreth, um, Revendreth really nails this. Maldraxxus gets pretty good is the like different flavors inside of one zone right so you have the the construct quarter right which is like these frank you know it's all the frankenstein stuff is sure. happening over there then you have the you know the mages quarter where all the the and then you have the arena in the middle and the stuff around the arena is whatever at the top of the zone you have that fallen necropolis where the old house is that got betrayed and destroyed it's like there's a lot of variety in that zone right um which i think is maybe the underlying thing that i'm kind of like highlighting when it comes to um uh unfortunately when it comes to like the emerald dream um where i'm not stricken by much more than just serene nature and fire. Those are the two modes in yeah, the zone, no, right? I get um, that. Yeah. I like the Azure Zone least. What is the Azure Zone? Oh, the Grizzly Hills one in the bottom. What is that one called? Uh, oh, um, it's it's called Azure Azure something. I think Azure Span. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Azure Span least. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I um, actually like the Azure Span, but I I, I have a I have a uh, affinity for kind of like alpine type stuff i mean it's also kind of where i live so you know uh true <laughs> that is true yeah um yeah that's interesting so that's a little bit where i'm at when it comes to sort of like the zone design and aesthetic and all that other sort of stuff but i will say that um i have been captured by the zone in a very different way than i was captured zerlet cavern i think i like zerlet cavern um zerlet cavern has that feeling of like here are these different spots right you have like these acid pools in the middle you obviously have avarice and kind of the run-up to avarice on the one side you have the zakali camp on the other side i love that zakali camp um and and sort of the stuff going on there you have the loam and the niffin and everything um you have a lot of variety right but just the stuff to do in the zone was really muted and not great right you just kind of had like rares um and then this like researchers under fire thing that i was not a huge fan of um and sniff and seeking which i think is actually pretty cool uh where you like go and do these little underground cave things those are fine right uh but i just kind of bounced off of zerla cavern in a way um whereas you know the emerald dream uh the emerald bounties are really great 
actually. They're just like really well designed um, in a in a sort of surprising way. I don't know that I would have what, said. Which, which, what is what is the mechanic that corresponds to the emerald bounties? Like I, I, the emerald bounties are planting dream seeds and then doing the dew drops. Yeah. See, I you was gonna I mean? say like I don't find those particularly compelling. Right. Like usually I end up like planting a seed. Um, and if no one is around, I throw, like, a single set of dewdrops into them, and then I just, like, browse the internet while I wait for the two minutes to expire. Um, and maybe this is because I'm playing in war mode and there aren't a lot of people around, but, like, you know, is like, it, I don't feel compelled to, like, like, if it feels like there is, it is too hard to do them solo, which makes sense, right? Like, you know, like, maybe once in a while I'll farm 500 dewdrops and just, like, fill the thing up, right? Um, uh, the maybe you can leave the chest, will just sit there. I can also, like, you know... Like, if I'm doing them, I'm usually doing them because I need to get, like, five done, right? Mm -hmm. um, also, what, you're doing it wrong. T tell me, tell me, Arahe, why, why I'm... In, in Explain. Do you not do Frenzy? frenzy? What, is, what is Frenzy? Frenzy is the thing where, for ten minutes, like, the life freaks out in one part of the zone. You go over there, you kill a bunch of things, you farm a million dewdrops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bonus, the bonus thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the bonus objective, yeah. And then you got to do Grandpa Tree for all of your dewdrops. Yes, so the Super Bloom is also an event that I quite like. Um, uh, only nerds actually collect dewdrops at the place. First of all, fuck yourself. I collect dewdrops at the place, goddammit. Um, <laughs> um, and second of all, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's not like I don't do Grandpa Tree. I do Grandpa Tree too, but it's just that... I also I have way more seeds than I have dewdrops. You need five hundred yeah. dewdrops to solo a seed. That's an insane amount of dewdrops. N not only that, but then you have to click the button a bunch, and that's annoying. So you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of the time I try and find a pack. If the, the the perfect way to do emerald bounties, and this is what I think emerald bounties really soar, is you get a group of people who are all going to do an emerald bounty at once, right? And so I've done this a couple of times. Um, and it's the kind of thing that I think of as the most fun sort of like wow uh, activities are the activities that encourage you to just sort of like, you know, it's like, rares are also like this where you just naturally find two or three people and then the three of you tackle this, this thing together. It's like, that's my favorite way to do bounties. And I've done this a couple of times where I go to a bounty. There's a couple of people. We're all hanging out. We're farming dewdrops. Everybody's putting a fraction of their dewdrops to get the thing up to 100. And then as soon as that one's done, we go find the next thing and we fly over to the next one and we do that together and we'll do two or three, you know, okay. in kind of succession, um, which I think is, I don't know, which I think is fun. Um, only plant that are the seeds that are that are worthwhile. Fuck green seeds. Yeah, see, this is this is crazy. I always do. I do all my seeds. Fuck you guys. I'm a size queen giant seeds only. <laughs> so, so, so this um, is the thing I need to clarify because I might actually be doing it wrong. I was under the impression that the dewdrop track and the seed track are two entirely separate things, um, and that like if I plant if I if I plant a a purple seed that like actually pumping it up doesn't like like that that the the materials reward on the other side is completely separate. Like, you know, like my, my reward out of the color of seed is unchanged by the number of dewdrops I plant into it. Is that incorrect? That is also my understanding. I mean, I don't know. Feel free to correct me in the trap, but uh, I my understanding is that the two things are not linked because there are times where I will show up and I won't have the correct seed type. Like somebody's planting a purple seed, but I don't have any, but I'll still get the emerald, you know, I'll still put a couple dewdrops in and I'll still get stuff out of that. Yeah, no, and at some level, I want to like shove stuff in because I want to get the mount that's out of that that side of it. But you know, 
I also, yeah. It, it, it also, it seems like busy work to me a lot of the time, um, and it is not my favorite uh, thing to do. Um, although I guess it is a thing I can do while like I wait for cues to pop or whatever. Um, yeah. So the other thing that's a little complicated about this, and I think this is maybe why I'm having a good time, is I'm leveling a new. I I'm curing a new character, right? Um, I think maybe what happened a little bit with Zero Lake Cavern is I walked in with like end end patch gear on Baron, and also my second character Kruva was super geared at that point, um, and that's fine you know like that like that's fine but it's like less fun maybe so one of the reasons why i really connected with the emerald dream on a gameplay level was because i was swapping my my second character from mage to shaman um and so i was actually gearing my shaman for the first time um and uh and there was like a reason to go sit and farm all of this shit because like there's you know rewards that matter coming out of there uh which is maybe interesting which is maybe a little neat um yeah gearing john howe yeah, Jonathan Howe is getting his uh, is get is getting his gear on. Honestly, I've been loving playing Shaman. Uh, it was a mistake. I think maybe one of the reasons I didn't connect to ten point one is because Frostmage sort of sucked. I was waiting. There were there there's sort of a planned Frostmage rework, and I like Frostmage. This is the frustrating thing, but I just couldn't get damage out of it without doing some truly heinous degenerate shit. And then they changed the spec, and now the spec has too many buttons. Okay, the, the downfall of any good spec: too many buttons. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Don't like. This, okay. This is the part of every expansion where Babylonius, like the high king of Windwalker monks, is like, I'm tired of Windwalker monk being bad yet again. I'm going to play a different class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. I was having a conversation. Uh, you know, Warrior is dog shit, apparently. Um, the worst class in Mythic Plus right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, there's just, you're never getting me out of, you're never yeah. getting me to quit you're playing. You're never getting Baron. me to quit. There's maybe a world, maybe a world where I, you know, I decide I want to do Fury instead of Arms, and maybe I'm playing Tonric instead of Baron. Tonric is Fury, Baron is obviously Arms. Um, but I don't know. What I, what I really want is I want a gun spec. I want Outlaw to have to be a gun spec for Rogue. Um, <laughs> I, I want a class that isn't hunter to use guns, and I want to play that class. Uh, I have always wanted. I the thing I always want is I want them to add a new weapon type. I want them to add the pistol weapon type and give it to um, rogues. rogues, so that you have a pistol in your offhand. You also give it to like hunter or something, right? You have a you know a survival hunter maybe has a a one hander and a pistol, yeah. um, or like a pole arm and a pistol or some shit. Um, but I don't know. I always thought a pistol spec would be sweet. Mm. Or like a you know like a gun monk class that like you know gun fu John Wick the class, um, <laughs> that would be just just because like you know, part of it is that like I like playing engineer because like, I mean theoretically there's a fishing tie and all of that hasn't been true for like six expansions so I don't know why I keep playing engineer on my monk. Um, uh, <laughs> but like, hey, listen, you, you, I feel like you'll give up engineer when I give up warrior. Okay. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah. I, I like having the least engaging mechanics of, uh, of any of the professions, every expansion. It's great. Um, uh, I okay, I verified, and the type of awards possible for each seed type doesn't change based on giving it due, but you get better rewards or higher drop rates for the good stuff if the seed is maxed. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. I do think, I, th I think they are so fundamentally separate in the sense of your, your, the, the other way is separate, right? Your, your, 
dewdrop pack that you get is no is the same sort of no matter what. Um, but uh, purple is mounts. Yeah. I oh, I see. So if I have a purple seed, I want to pump it to max to get a mount out of it. Okay. Is is what you're saying? Interesting. Good to know. I will I will follow that going forward. Um. Uh. Green is Mox. Man, now I need to start pumping. I have not been pumping my green seeds. See, no, here's, the, here's the thing that I've been doing. Um, as I explain my... <laughs> definitely not, uh, you know... Uh, I don't know, neurodivergence. I basically spent like two hours in the middle of the night, like two or three nights ago, and I had, I had like... 15 or 20 seeds in my inventory um, and a ton of dewdrops. And so I went and I planted my purple seeds and I pumped my purple seeds to get a purple bag, right? But then I ran out of dewdrops and I had some more purple seeds. So then I started planting green seeds and I would just spend the three minutes collecting more dewdrops. Um, and that, but I wouldn't pump the green seeds at all. And then I would, when I had enough, when I had another 500, I would do another, uh, do another purple seed. And I went and I cleared all of my seeds out of my inventory this way, basically by like prioritizing the dewdrops going to the seeds, but like not wasting a like three minute interval. Uh, what? Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I would like literally like slam my head into my desk before I did that. Do you really want do you want another real answer, Mango? Do you want another, do you really, do you want another real fucking answer to this question? I made a playlist, okay, on my YouTube channel called the Big One. <laughs> Which is a playlist of all of my favorite video essays. I, I have talked in the past about how I have certain video essays that I love and that I come back to and I will just watch all the time. Um, and I had spent, honestly, days just finding videos to put on this playlist so that I could put click shuffle and it would give me a random YouTube video that I know I like to just sort of zone out and listen to and I've listened you want to know how just ballpark guess in the chat this is better in the chat my good friends guess how many videos are on this playlist okay <laughs> if you uh, I, want, I, want, I want two guesses uh, number of videos and cumulative hours I'm curious. I, I don't even know. Hold on. Let me see if I can figure out the cumulative hours. I don't even know that I could find that out, to be honest with you. Oh, it, it, I, I, it, thought, I thought maybe it had a. Would it say? Hold on. If I just do play all, will it tell me the number of hours? It won't. It doesn't seem to say. No, it doesn't have. Uh... Maybe it'll tell me in like. Can I like go to my playlist like section or something? Yeah, I, I thought there was a, a way to, to see, like, what you're... Yeah, like, if I go to one of my playlists, does it tell me... No, it doesn't have it doesn't have the full the full playtime, unfortunately. I thought it would. <sighs> yeah, well... You know. I'm actually... I'm going to see if I can... Uh... Uh, oh, you know what? There might be a tool that does it. Let's let's see. Oh, here we go. We got a we have a we have a thing called the playlist, the YouTube playlist calculator. <laughs> Somebody made a website for this. Okay, uh, so I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna take my playlist. I'm gonna plug it in, and we're gonna see how long. 
I hope this works. Anyway, the oh my god, the total number of it. it, it do you want to make a guess? There's t there the total number of videos and the total duration. All right, I'm gonna say um 230 videos at 150 hours. <laughs> Six hundred and seventy-two videos Jesus at a total at a total playlist duration of two weeks, four days, three hours, two minutes, and ten seconds. So a total of uh, I mean, how many hours are in a week? Twenty-four times seven is one hundred and sixty-eight, right? Uh, times two, three hundred hours plus change. Right, plus four more days on top of that, 450 hours, right? Oh my god, how many of them were about doomed shits? Very few! I actually didn't put a lot of the doomed boats. Okay, uh, lore time. I didn't actually put a lot of doomed boats in my, uh, in my playlist because doomed boats are only really fun to, to, like, watch a video about once. I don't like going back to videos about, about doomed boats, um, for some, for some odd reason. But anyway, so I just made this playlist. I wanted to test it out, and I just, like, brain brain rotted on this thing for, like, two hours of my life on one from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. on, like, last, like, Thursday night or something. Actually, it was less – it was technically Friday morning because it was the day after the Universe for Sale launch. Um, after wow. we launched a game, and I was just like, okay. I can download Universe for Sale on my raw gal. Relax. For, uh, for, uh, for Thanksgiving fun. But you, you reminded me that that game came out because I, I bought it True. because I am, I am a good friend. Um, Thank you. Listen, when you play it, leave a review, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst game ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I don't know why. I just got really into the I, – I just I, – I think really I wanted them out of my inventory. I wanted the seeds out of my inventory is what, is what I wanted. So, and yeah, I did. I cleared my whole inventory of my top, seeds. top favorite things about the patch is crests are no longer take up an inventory slot. Yes, also true. I'm a big fan of that. How do you feel about gear upgrades in general? So we had all of 10.1 to like in, be, get introduced to the system. Now we're sort of, you know, in the next phase of it or whatever. Do you feel like upgrading gear and all this stuff is here to stay? Where, 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 where are your thoughts at? Um, I think it could easily be here to stay. I, I like it in theory because it means you can always kind of do something. I, mm, I, it definitely keeps the world content relevant longer which i like because my two modes of play of engaging with the game are world content and rating primarily and that's not just because i particularly like those things it's, or you know they're my favorite they're just kind of the easiest things for me to engage with right like they've got scheduled times for if scheduled times for one of the other ones i think i can do whenever i want um uh like in my ideal world you'd get be able to get a little bit more power out of the world content because um, you can basically only get like what is it adventurer up to max or maybe champion or you know you get like the the middle tier up to max and then like the sec the the first rate tier up to like halfway um and that's all it's it, like i very quickly hit hit a point where like i don't need crests anymore um like the the world world available crests but um you know i think i think it's neat and i think it's like like first week of the expansion i was hunting down crests because i wanted to upgrade some of my like lower tier gear that i had found as part of the expansion um uh that doesn't sound right why would that not sound right? Uh, maybe maybe I'm getting like the uh, veteran. Uh, oh, 
yeah, okay. I think the veteran. It, well, I'm sorry. I, I'm, it I, is. I, I, I'm just misremembering the names of the tiers. Uh, it's, it's explorer, adventurer, veteran, champion, hero. Um, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think the I think the first rate tier is champion, and I think you can get those midway up with just wormling crests, which I think is the the first level crest crest for the oh, world. Oh, whelp crest, whelpling yeah, crest. Yeah, 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 I think is what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm quickly getting to the point where like I need the Drake quests crests, um, for uh, and like you can only get that through um, raiding or mythic plus at the appropriate level. Um, yeah, I think a lot of this this is going to be world war within stuff, right? Like the point of delves is to solve this problem theoretically speaking um, by giving like a real sort of end game piece of content for open world sorts of sorts of players. Um, which, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. That sounds good to me because like, you know, I don't know this, I, I am in that, of that very similar spot. I mean, I talked about how fun it was kind of gearing up John Howe. I had, I had gotten John Howe to 70 because, um, he, um, it's my alchemist and I wanted, I just wanted to have an alchemist who could make me, you know, like files and potions and shit. Um, even though it is almost universally cost effective, it's almost universally cost negative for me to actually do that if I don't farm the mats myself, um, which is funny. Uh, but so I, I got, I got Zonhal to, um, 70 and then, um, uh, he had no gear, and so I was going into the Emerald Dream, and it was also fun because he's, you know, like go, being undergeared is 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 neat and interesting, right? You know, you you have to kind of fight for your life in a lot of ways, and I was making a lot of interesting decisions, um, just in order to like not just bulldoze through all of these mobs that are like super easy to you know like deal with and everything, um, but uh, uh, the other thing about uh, but th but then by the end of the week I was basically maxed out, like Jean Howe is already. <laughs> 440 you know 444 i think in terms of gear level um just off of you know a couple of raid pieces you know i picked up like two or three pieces at a raid i picked up a, a staff out of a mythic plus i did um and world content you know i just did a bunch of rares did a bunch of world quests you know i did the story campaign which obviously rewards you with a you know with a piece of gear um yeah have you done those? Have you done those? The mainline story story quests? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, I think yeah, I and then you have like them. the kill Farak quest or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What are, what's your feeling about? What's your feeling about that? About the world stuff. Um, so the, the about the story, yeah. Uh, so the the one thing that popped into my head the most, and there's some spoilers for the world quest stuff in here, so you know, uh, warning for the people who care. Um, uh, there is a moment when they're like. Face like you know when Firak is like you know or I think it's I think Firak like knocks Alexstrasza out of the sky, and she's like we don't fight alone. Azeroth answers the call and it's like somebody watched Endgame two years ago and was like oh, that was the cool thing we're gonna do that too. Um and uh, then that happened and I I was like rolling my eyes out of my fucking head because it was so. Clear. What if I told you that Endgame was four years ago, man? Oh no, <laughs> no, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that is 2023 and it came out in 2019. <laughs> no, buddy. 1999 was three years ago, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I also got obviously Endgame vibes. I, to be fair, I quite like the Endgame vibes. Um, but I think I don't know. 
I mean, the moment itself hit worse for me than the follow-up quest, which I thought was great. Does that make sense? Yeah, what, what's the follow-up quest for that? The follow-up quest is you have the Horn of Scenarius, and oh, you run yeah, around, yeah. and you blow the Horn of Scenarius, and you buff them, and then they all have a little dialogue line. Yeah. Perfect. A+. Yeah, plus. I, I, I love I this, that right? That was pretty good, too. Yeah, I, I will agree yeah. with that. Like, the, the moment itself just felt like very much like, oh, boy, we did the end game, and it, all, it, it just felt like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not engaging with the story closely enough, but I, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, right? Like, yes, the good guys are going to come and be good guys, um, but like, it, it didn't feel particularly earned. Maybe is is the right way to put it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's one of those. I think the reason that it didn't feel earned uh, is that it is a quest that comes out of sort of it, it, i'm sorry the stakes of it kind of come out of nowhere right um because they established this thing of like alistras is like oh i put in a request for reinforcements all over azeroth but nobody's shown up yet i wonder why and i was just sort of like how did we get here then you know what i mean yeah and so it's it's the and you know it's the kind of thing that they introduce and then pay off like 10 seconds later and so it's like you don't really have like build up for it in the right. same sort of um in the same sort of way like why don't they just walk through that one portal we all right over there. We just came that way, right? You know. <laughs> uh, my honestly, my I really enjoyed the kind of like you know misbegotten dragons like mini quests, right? Like the Nether Drake. I haven't done that one yet. Yeah, this is a side quest, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Right. Yes. You you were standing there wrath against like let's go talk to the Nether Drakes, and then um, I hope this isn't too much spoilers, but after that you go and talk to the um. The storm drinks. I was like, "Oh, that is neat. A neat way to tie up those those kind of loose ends about the dragons." Yeah, I'm actually. I think I am a big fan of this uh, in general. Uh, these side because there's a bunch of these that are just like sort of side quest content. And if there's anything that has been truly spectacular about Dragonflight, in my opinion, it's this stuff. Right, um, using small side quests to tell neat little stories, you know, out in the world. Right. So we have a couple of heritage armor quests. That are like this. Um, unfortunately, the night elf one. Did you like the night elf one? Before I say anything, Lou, what did you think of the? What did you think of the night elf one? I, I there are four of them. There's forsaken human and uh, uh, orc, as well as the night elf one. All three of those are pretty great. Um, everybody really likes the orc one, but I actually think the orc one is the weakest of those three. Um, and the best one is the the Forsaken one, but I also just really like Forsaken as like a like a like a group like a people. Features one of my favorite lore characters, Deathstalker Commander Belmont, who's like I don't know, he 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 has my he he just like has the vibes that are fun, you know, to put in to put in kind of uh, a room. Have I ever told you about like the the Noble Bright problem with with World Warcraft? What what is, do you know? What? No, I don't think so. Okay, so I maybe talked about... I would have talked about this a long time ago. Um, the Horde Council is pretty boring to me. And it's because all of the characters have the exact same vibe. They're all noble bright, essentially, right? There's nobody really on that council who is, like, edgy or cuts against the grain, right? You have Bane, Bloodhoof, Thrall, you know, Lorthamar, Theron, Thalrissa. Um, you know, it's just like... None of these characters have have like a like a like an edge or a contrasting sort of personality to them, right? Deathstalker Commander Belmont is like the perfect contrast to that. He is an assassin. He likes to kill people. He is ferociously, you know, like 
Forsaken nationalistic, and the and and this is true of the whole Forsaken. The Forsaken are run by this council called the Desolate Council. There's um, Kalia, who is Noble Bright. You have Lillian Voss, who is like trying her best. She's 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 good. Uh, you have Death Soccer Commander Belmont, who just like wants to fuck shit up. You know, he's just like he's like mean and angry, but like in a fun way. And then you have the uh, Apothecary Farinel, who um, is like a mad scientist vibe. Oh, and then you have the the Dark Ranger who's like, I don't know, uh, sort of like Sylvanas, but better, I guess. Um, these, these are the five people on the Desolate Council. And they have these contrasting vibes that make for a really fun sort of group interaction. When you get this group of people in the room, you know, there's this part where Desart, or where uh, Apothecary Farinel is explaining about um, like a special plague that he brewed for this thing. And then I think it was Lillian Voss who's like, whoa, 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 we can't be using the plague like this. And he's like, it'll be fine. And it's like they have a little argument about it, which is great. I think that that's the that's the kind of thing uh, that that makes it uh, that makes it sing. The, uh, a similar thing happens in the human one, which is very nice because the human heritage armor quest line is all about um, Matthias Shaw and Vanessa Van Cleef, who, you know, one of them is obviously sort of a like a like a lawman like an FBI agent and the other one is a criminal right um, and so they have these sort of opposite vibes the the night elf heritage armor quest um, is better than people people really shit on this they're wrong for that it's it's fine um, but it is unfortunately uh, the least interesting of the four of them now the other one is my crush <laughs> Oof. Uh, Secret room in the chest is Ella Voss. She's been through shit, but isn't up around us. Yeah, I think I like Lillian Voss, too. She's always, like, the character that I pay attention to um, yeah. when she pops up. Um, I don't know. I've, I like, you know, not, I know she didn't say Dark Spirit Trolls, and, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like Troll Monk, for whatever reason, is a weird corner of, like, not being paid attention to by, by Blizzard for a while now. But, you know, it's okay. Yeah, trolls are one of the only... They they don't have a heritage armor quest line. They're yeah. one of the only races to not have one. It is trolls and um, Draenei, I think, are the two that are currently lacking heritage armor. And I, I assume the um, the Zandalari trolls have, uh, 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 have, have, have heritage armor, right? Because it's like all of those races come with them. Uh, yeah, yeah, but all of the allied races you get up when you level that character to max, um, yeah, not max, yeah. you level them to 50, I think, um, you get their heritage armor and they have that like recruitment quest line. That's kind of their, yeah, yeah. Know, their thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, do, do, uh, Voss is also honest about the Forsaken having to acknowledge since that's, that's, uh, that's an interesting point. How do I feel about the Forsaken? Uh, I always thought it was interesting that the Forsaken were kind of like, at least in, in Vanilla, were kind of like, you know, the ones that were kind of like, like the most alleys of convenience of, of any of like between the two alliances, right? You know, uh, everybody else was kind of kumbaya within their own alliance. Um, that is neat. Yeah. That was also sort of true of the Night Elves, right? Um, you know, but I think it was just different, you know, yeah, different. See, the, it was the a Night different Elves era. weren't on like bad terms with the other ones. They were just like, you know, like. If I remember correctly, in Vanilla, Forsaken started. Oh, do you mean the reputation? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah that yeah. is true. Uh, then else were just cross continent. Um, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah. What else from this expansion? Um, how do you, like? I can't decide if I like this owl Loa thing or not. Like, if oh, is it Kanzu? 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 Yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Some, 
I oscillate between like being like, eh, it's okay, and eh, it's kind of cringe. Uh, uh, I love them. Okay. I have not done their specific quest line yet. Uh, I am generally off board because... I want... I, just, I don't know. I want to hang out the lower that we fucking know, man. I like... I like Kragwa, you know? I like Gonk <laughs> I like Gonk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, man. Razan, right? I mean, Razan's obviously dead. Where's Vuljin, right? Like, I don't know. It, to me, I guess Kanzu is... I don't know. How, why do we need to introduce new Loa? I want to learn about the, the current Loa, you know? Harik. Does, is Harik back? Is Harik back in, you know, alive again? We rescued Harik's soul out of the bar as part of the Night, night Fate quest, which is pretty great. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> like, I, I am enjoying the new content. I actually... <laughs> forbid they introduce new aspects yeah. of the world. Yeah, fair, true, you know, like that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, like, the interesting thing potentially there is Kansu is, like, is, like, apparently the lowest status is a new thing that they attained, right? Like, that they existed, you know, um, uh, and I thought that was, like, I thought that was a little bit neat, but I also thought that kind of like, oh, I'm the the change Loa, and like, you know, it, it felt very kind of like cheesy in one note, with kind of like, the, you know, like, ah, the the fire could be changed, and it's like, ah, it's not real change, but like, it, it just felt like very kind of like, I could have guessed all of the story beats out of that, like, you know, it feels, it feels like a, maybe like a bad version of Q from Star Trek, um, but you know. Yeah, so my interest. Okay, weren't you just bitching about more of the same? Now you want. Uh, now you want the same. It, it's a little more complicated than that. I I have a story that I like and that I'm keyed into, which is the story of the Loa, like troll, you know, like Loa that was ex that were established in in Battle for Azeroth. And I would have liked to see those Loa continue, right, and get the next sort of chapter of their story here, in the same way that like Rathion's Misfit Dragon stuff is sort of like acknowledging the you know the sort of off breeds of dragons um that hadn't been touched on so far in dragon flight right um i like i said i haven't played the kansu stuff but that was just my initial take yeah. when uh Lou, when i saw the, the new it's not new level to be low it's that they were my understanding is that they were recently declared to be a low or like like attained lowest status not by like actually changing their nature but like they were recognized as a low whereas previously they were just like oh i see uh you know, whatever the spirit animals are when they're not Loa. They're reconciling the wild gods. Yeah, okay, Loa, wild yeah. god, that's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah, it, there's no celestials, right? Have you done all the side quests? I, I, this was the one thing I also thought was going to be coming in. Um, I, I think I've done all the side quests. I mean, I haven't, okay. I haven't like, you know, checkboxed it off, but I, like, picked up all, like, the exclamation points and, like, did them. Um, yeah, I need to, I need to go do all of those, um... Uh, I need to do all of those quests, uh, but I obviously, uh, I, I like the, the Celestials. The Celestials are also wild gods. I thought yeah. they might have some sort of connection here, but, you know, whatever. I guess not. Interesting. Lou, Lou, Lou in the, uh, uh, the, the chat says uh, that, uh, that the wild gods in the world have always been two names the same thing, but in the quest line, they make up, like, one of the other wild gods, I think it's one of the other wild gods, makes a point of being, like, this Loa thing is, like, new right like then at least they recognize like that 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 
character, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, recon recognizes the distinction between a wild guy and a low, is like, why, what's this lower thing about, you know, type of deal. Um, and I, I get, it makes sense to me um, that, like, Loa and Wild Guys are effectively the same thing, but, you know, them calling themselves Loa is new. Uh, and the Yal tells you the different, uh, okay, um, I probably was clicking through it too fast, and my, my apologies. I will go back and, and read the quest text and see if I can, uh, see if I can find it. Um, yeah. Whatever. I, I also like you know, like I said, the the the, the character kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, it's it's it's, it's totally fine. No need to apologize. It's just like the the kind of like oh, I'm so quirky, like you know, type of character kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's like yes, I get it. You are going to be like weird and like vaguely autistic, and be like ho 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 ho. I am. Too Ooh, Zandalari get an extra dialogue option. Ooh. That's one of the things I've really liked about this quest or about this patch is there's a lot of little things that acknowledge you know like the your place in the lore. Uh, one of the things I had mentioned about the raid is that uh, one of the bosses is Smolderon the Fire Lord, who if you do the Shaman quest in Legion, you empower Smolderon to become the, no the new Fire Lord after Ragnaros. Um, there's sort of a power struggle going on in the Shadowlands, and you or I'm sorry, in the Firelands, and you need to put that to bed. Um, so you go, you empower Smolderon, he becomes the new Fire Lord. Um, and so he has this line where he's like, you know, I'm going to kill you with the weapon you put in my hands, Shaman. And it's like, that stuff is always, is always super neat. I'm a big fan of that. Um, uh, well, is there anything else you want to talk about 10.2 because we were 10 minutes over the hour mark? No, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, how was your week? Uh, I have been playing a lot of Dark Tide. Uh, my, my games right now are Dark Tide, WoW, and, uh, Stellaris. Um, there's a new Stellaris patch that just came out. Uh, when was the last time you played Stellaris, actually? Uh, not in a while. Let me see. I might not even have it installed anymore. Let me uh, let me open up my Steam app and uh, and check. Uh, we'll talk talk about the patch while I get you that number. Okay, the new Stellar, they've changed leaders around, which is the big new thing that I haven't sort of like dealt with. Um, I've been playing on Iron Man recently, and my first playthrough was going pretty well. I was playing a good. Uh, I was playing a good campaign. I was playing these, uh, I called them the Klaxon Crusaders because they are toxoids. They're like toxic creatures uh, with, the, with the origin Knights of the Toxic God, which is sort of like the Stellaris version of Jedi. But like there's this great ancient being that ruined their planet. Um, this is the Toxic God. And you eventually you like hunt him down and find him, the Toxic God. Um, and... Uh, the toxic god can that, and then well, I won't spoil it. I, I don't know. Do, do you care? I don't know. Okay. Uh, when you finish the quest for Knights of the Toxic God, you um, uh, you can either requisition. You can take the toxic god as a leviathan for yourself, uh, as a colossus. Right. The colossus are like the ship killer weapons um, that Stellaris, you know, like has. Uh, or or. Um, you can, um, find, um, or you can, like, 
empower your knights and knights are special pops with like a special kind of job but the way knights work is pretty dumb in the sense that you get you have a you have an orbital station where the knights are it's like the the, the keep or whatever um and for every 10 units on that or every 10 pops on that station you get one additional night job. So what I did was I did barbaric despoilers where you can raid and enslave enemy pops when you're at war with them. You just like, if you raid enemy pops off of a planet, you can pull them off that planet and take them um, into your empire. And then I classified all my slaves as livestock, um, which is just, you know, you're eating them. You're eating the slaves. Uh, and I put all of my livestock on the station so that my station has a huge number of livestock pumping up the population. And then for every 10, you know, <laughs> livestock i have one i get one extra night and i have this like my nights are insane uh but i unfortunately then also paired with another dlc called become the crisis where the the point of that dlc is you become the end game crisis uh by just sort of declaring war on everybody and just like fucking around uh unfortunately becoming the crisis rallied the whole galaxy and i just kind of can't fend them all off at the same time so i'm sort of fucked uh, anyway, then I started a new game and now I'm doing science stuff cause they include like, they did this thing called astral rifts, which are sort of like, um, uh, which are sort of like archeology, span uh, but it's like a new form of archeology. span You get like these rifts into alternate dimensions that you can like send scientists to go explore and like do cool shit. And so, yeah, I've just sort of been doing that. Yep. Um, to answer your question, last time I played Stellaris was on April 27th of 2020. Uh, wow yeah that is a yeah it's been a long time absolutely um do but yeah um on my end i have been playing more street fighter um i dipped my toes into uh uh call of the new call of duty not my favorite um i basically bounced off of it it's, so this is an interesting thing because what always grips me about call of duty is i will jump in and I'll be like, oh boy, a French new set of things to level and to, you know, to, to, to relearn and, like, unlock all the attachments. But they kept all of the weapons from the last game. And so, like, like you know, my my riot shield is, is there with its platinum skin um, and I can just, like, use it, which is fine. But, like, I, I just don't feel as, 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 uh, as driven to, like, level the new weapons. It just doesn't feel, feel super... Super interesting to me anymore, so I've bounced off of that. I doubt I'll be playing much more of that. Um, I've been playing Dark Tide, which has been super fun. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, the new the new patch for Dark Tide also, I guess, yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, which the included this new map. Uh, yeah. That map is hard. That map is way harder than basically every other map, in my opinion, the Carnival. Uh, though part of it is just like, I don't know, we've we've had to like figure out our, our, our shit and how we play it. Music is good, though. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Have I been playing anything else? I don't know. I've been playing well. I've been playing... Uh, you haven't been playing Warcraft Rumble, right? No. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't play that... Uh, Oh, but on, on mobile, I have been playing uh, Puzmo. Uh, Puzmo. Oh, is, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested. Um, it's so it's a bunch of people who I think used to work at the New York Times on their game stuff, and so it's like a collection of small games. It's like a uh, what I'm going to call a non-hardcore crossword. Like my understanding is that they're not particularly intense crosswords. Um, 
and then there's this game that's called there's a game that's essentially like columns of letters that you arrange into words and there's one where it's like spinning tiles there's one that's um essentially a a grid of letters but you and you kind of draw words in it and it like the it's like tetris is the wrong word but like you draw you like you draw letter chains and then it falls down um and you the idea is to maximize your score and then there's uh what's called really bad chess which is just chess but with like randomized pieces um yeah i played some really bad chess uh which was harder than i thought i used to be good at chess but i don't know maybe i suck oh yeah no i was gonna say like i have learned that i'm particular i'm very bad at chess um but you know it's uh it's it's fun to it's fun to play um occasionally they'll do bonus games that are like really hard chess i'm like ah, you know what i think we'll give that one a skip um but you know you, you know what's funny? The puzzle game. Have you have you heard of uh, not GeoGuessr, but like the maps version of GeoGuessr? It's on the GeoGuessr site, but it's just like doing map stuff. No, I haven't. This like took over a bunch of streamers. Uh, like a bunch of streamers just started like doing this this like map game, and it just shows you the whole world, and it it'll be like country, click it, country, click it, country, click it, um, and it's just funny to like like be good or bad at this like you know i i i was very good at certain i got like a hundred percent on uh on the north america obviously but then it was like south america i think i fucked up a little i got like 95 percent, and then like asia i got like 70 percent. europe i got like 80 percent, and then africa i got 40 percent. it's just like there's so many like little you know like little things but i there was also one night where i was just mindlessly doing I was just mindlessly doing this like map thing. <laughs> uh, now that, that reminds me, I used to do uh, Worldle, um, which is, oh, I also used to do Worldle. I wonder what it is today. Um, and that was always fun because like I could get mo- like Crusader Kings let me get most of like the Eastern European countries, which otherwise would be difficult. <laughs> yeah. But like then it'd be like some like island in like the middle of the of like you know the Pacific, and I'd be like oh what the hell is this? And I'd like go hunt it down. It was always interesting, right? Like I ended up reading a bunch of Wikipedia pages on like these tiny little nations. It's like, Oh, it's a tropical island. It's like, there is nothing here. It is too boring to have like a real tourism industry. And like, you know, there's like one plane that goes there like once a week, you know, uh, everybody leaves because it's terrible. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, uh, I'm now doing, I'm now doing world. Oil. World is really easy today. Uh, let's see. Should we spoil World Ult for our, our fans? Uh, yeah, I guess the World Ult for, you know, November 20th. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the... Yeah, this is, like, the easiest shit I've ever done. Uh, but now we're in, now we're in like, the bonus stages. Okay, population currency. Uh, it's over 1 billion. Holy fuck. Wow. Yeah, yeah. India is okay. huge. Um, I do like, I do like the, the border countries ones. Um, there's also like a U.S. states version, and um, I like the U.S. states version of, of World Duel as well. Uh, probably called like Statel or something. But like, I don't know. I'm very good at the state at, at the states version. I have known people who are not quite good at it. It's like, how, how do you not know all the United States? Like, shit. Part- what is Calcutta called? A Bombay? No, no, no. Oh, no. is it Bombay? Is Mumbai, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, is it Delhi? Yeah, you know what? Let's try New Delhi. Let's see if... Let's just do... Wait, what? Why can't I... Some derps play World without showing the uh, the screen. 
Uh, okay, Delhi was he was. I'm um, sorry, what, man. What the fuck? Is, Calcutta has got to be the. But like, I I know it's it's just like not populating in the thing. I'm sure there's like a better version of it. Oh, Kolkata is actually how do you spell it? There we go. It's got to be right. Fuck yeah, man. What is the fourth city of the four most popular cities? I have three more guesses. So what do you have so far? Mumbai, Delhi, and uh, Calcutta, Kolkata. Uh, you think I can't think of, and I have by the way Mumbai and Delhi are the two highest at 12 million and 11 million and then this next one is 8 million Kolkata is 4.5 million I feel like there's an obvious one that we're missing um what, what, what are what Indian stuff I know uh hmm yeah Good job, white boy. <laughs> Listen, I try and be a, uh, you know, <clears throat> I try and be a, a geographic uh, <laughs> knower of things. I, was gonna say, like, I got on on Worldle, I got uh, Bhutan, which I felt very good about. It was a couple of days ago. Who uh, gets this Hyderabad in the chat, which is... Hyderabad? I don't even know what that... I've never heard of that. Um, no, I, I'm usually pretty good with the Asian countries. A Africa is just like... There's like a ton of little countries that I, I can never remember. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, um, I don't know. Like, I, you will never get me to understand Mozambique or, I don't know, like Zambia. Like, where any yeah. of these, these I mean, some, countries Some of are. the little ones in, like, the south, I, I kind of know just because, like, I've got a weird thing about, like, weird micronations, right? Like, um, but, like, like, all of the kind of, like... Um, What's like the, the like the the part that's like, like you know if, if Africa's a backwards P, the part that's like like the curve like the the, the oh curve sure like, yeah the coastline yeah, right yeah. yeah like that yeah, the, that the southwest coast, coast. The, yeah the western co the, like the the western yeah. coastline that's like the 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 curvy part like just yeah like, so like I like I know countries. like I can th I can think of Algeria and I can think of Morocco and then it kind of goes down I'm like I don't know any of these and then Nigeria also is the other one that's over there yeah. and I'm like oh yeah and then it gets down to like the Democratic Republic of Congo which I guess is in the middle but um yeah. you know once you're in that sort of part uh you're out of that yeah. I don't know the west west Africa I would say there's, there's probably a thing about like map projections in here but like Africa's also just like so much bigger than like than, like at least I think of in my conscious, and I think it's true like the American conscious, just because like typical map projections don't like properly size it. Um, it is just so big. Um, uh, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, yeah. The, the nation you must pronounce very carefully. Uh, yes, I too am uh, aware of uh, of uh, Niger. <laughs> um, man that was there there is a uh that reminds me there there was a trailer that came out for um i probably can't say it. it's the american society of magical uh, uh oh my like, god yes i know exactly what you what you're talking about yeah yeah um and uh like the memes were all were all kind of like you know an african-american ticket taker being like what movie do you want to see white boy Come on, say the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. Otherwise, what have I been doing? 
not, not, not a lot of stuff that's like this related to to, to this kind of nerdy stuff. So I I do I do want to ask about Dark Tide. You obviously are playing veteran. Have you played the new veteran Keystones? We were talking about this. No. So I I okay. My, my Ogren's still my primary character. The veteran I jump into uh, every once in a while, but he's like and I just like haven't had a ton of time in the last week. Um, I love the veteran. I have like become addicted to the veteran. I found this shotgun on the veteran that is incredibly fun. Um, one of the one of the keys to Dark Tide that I think is so perfect is they have this special Alt Fire button. Um, you know, my, I buy, I keep buying mine to Q, but it might be something I don't know different for other people. Um, where you know, uh, it's like how you activate a power sword, <laughs> or um, you know, it's how you. Um, I don't know. It's how you do like the the you know you can hit with the butt of your gun um, to get some distance from from people with some with some weapons. There's one shotgun that the veteran has access to where the alt fire you load in a slug round um, instead of a cartridge round, right? And it basically turns the sniper rifle into a sniper or the the shotgun into a sniper rifle for one round. Uh, it is so satisfying um to be able to you know have a have a shotgun that you can then make mid-range or armor piercing kind of like on demand um and it actually kind of feels a little like a sniper rifle because i will sometimes do this thing where i will fire load around fire load around it's like i'm essentially using a single target you know um uh, sniper rifle, but I have this, but I actually have this shotgun and if i need to just kind of like unload into hordes of guys i can i can do all of that um I don't know. It's very interesting playing uh, playing this version of the med the veteran because I'm not even really playing the guns version. I'm kind of playing the uh, like the squad leader version mm. where you can like res people with your shout and you have a bunch of a bunch of like ally bonuses and all that stuff. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. That makes that makes perfect sense to me. Um, yeah. No, I I've been uh, mo like I'm I'm less happy with my ogre now just because like I I think I like the guns version of the ogre best, but right now I have like a grenade launcher and a shield. Mm. Um, that's still fun. It's just kind of like the grenade launcher is it's it's a less intuitive weapon to use because like you can bean people with a grenade, which is which is kind of satisfying, but like it's not actually the like the most damage and like you know sometimes it'll bounce far enough away. Um, it'll bounce too far away and, and not blow up. Lou in the chat says my knives feel bad now. Lou big <laughs> Yeah, it's because they have like a real cooldown. Uh, I also I don't know what kind of like mind knives you you go for. Um, I don't know, I haven't used mind knives in a while. My my new thing on my psyker has been sniper brain burst, which is super fun. Uh, brain burst is a thing where you just like target a person, you go like, and then their head explodes. Does a does like a gazillion damage. Do uh, again, but buddy? the thing that's <laughs> the, <laughs> the thing that's cool about Brainverse is there is a thing called Empowered Psionics that says every once in a while you get a stack of this thing and it makes your psionic abilities better. Um, the empowered version of it, it has half the cast time, twi uh, half as much damage, 150% damage, right? Um, and you get, and crucially, you can guarantee getting a stack when you kill an elite, right? Um, and so basically it's just like an elite sniper, right? You just focus on gunners, you crush their heads. You focus on shotgunners, crush their heads. The Ogren, crush their heads. It's so satisfying, uh, to be able to like, to do that build. Mostly what I'm looking for now when it comes to Dark Tide is I want to have a build that where I have different pieces of my build that can, you know, deal with different sort of threats, um, 
And uh, like on my veteran, I have the alt fire in the shotgun to deal with like long range enemies. I have the close range to deal with like short range, you know, uh, you know, like short range, like medium targets. Um, I have my power sword to deal with hordes. I can just kind of chop through hordes. And then on huge single target enemies like Ogryn and bosses, I have uh, the single target grenade. Um, and it's just kind of like finding something that has all four quadrants, basically. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. Um, I similarly, like, when I'm playing, uh, when I'm playing, like, the double chain gun at Ogryn, I really just, like, I like mowing things down, basically. Um, and that effectively is, is, like, it's, it feels like you can just kind of, like, aim and, like, just pump a bunch of lead into a big thing. Um, and then, like, maybe, but, like, I also, like, rarely switch out to my melee weapon and that kind of build. But uh, this current one, it feels like, I don't know, block for a while, hope that somebody else handles it, and, like, maybe she fire off a shotgun round, and it's not, or not a shotgun, a, uh, uh, a grenade round. Like, I, I really think I just, like, am not meshing with this grenade, this grenade gun super well, and I have to figure out a... Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, Ogren is probably my least favorite class in Dark Tide, uh, but the gun that I like a lot is the Ripper gun. Uh, that kind of, like, I don't know, I guess it's maybe a shotgun, um... Yeah, yeah, like but the the shot the shotgun gun I like the, the one you start out with I, I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, not that one. It's the one where you hold it, it has like, the can opener on the front, and it it fires in like boom boom or oh, yeah. it, like burst fire, but with like insane recoil. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they maybe that's uh, maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that's that's all that all she wrote. Uh, uh, apparently, you need to go raid in six minutes. I do need. I do need to go raid. I do know about this. I am secretly coordinating <laughs> behind the scenes of the podcast. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, let you go raid then. I will say, uh, you know, if you'd like to email us about any of the stuff we talked about in, the, in this week's podcast, you can reach us at some at gmail dot com or podcast at dot com. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, you can rate review us on iTunes uh, or wherever you find podcasts. Uh, links to everything will be in the description. But do you have anything you're going to promote? Uh, Universe for Sale is out. Universe for, like, for Sale came out last Thursday. Uh, Award winning. Beautiful title from Italian comic book artists. Okay. Uh, and if you, if you play it, uh, leave a review and leave a review on Steam. Okay, you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I'm going to say uh, until next time, your listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.